Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Josh. Welcome to the Gleeful mm-hmm. Podcast with Josh Jen, and Ed. We are back to discuss the latest episode of the Fox Show Glee entitled Dynamic Duets. We are having a sea of technical difficulties, but we will do what we can to keep the show alive. We have lots of people in the chat room who are braving braving it out with us and trying to uh, keep the show going. Uh, And we don't know what the problem is, but we will continue pushing forward because we have places to go, people to see, and things to do. Uh, But we're back to discuss dynamic duets. I do want to throw a giant thank you out before we get started, though, to Ed and Giovanka, who did a very good show last week. Thank you very much, Ed. Oh, oh, it wasn't it wasn't tragedy. (laughs) No, it was really good. Well, you know, when you do the show by yourself, sometimes it can be a little rough because you're kind of like, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to say. But you guys were really good together. It was awesome. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, I can't. I mean, I can do a show by myself, but like, but having someone to play off of is like important in a conversational like <laughs> podcast. Exactly. Oh no, yeah, I couldn't imagine good. doing it alone. So thank you for thank you for covering for us. Yes, we uh, we are more or less moved into our house. We're still kind of working out the bugs in the house, um, as you can tell by the internet. And uh, the microphone levels I'll probably be tweaking through the whole show. <laughs> and uh, that's just the stuff that's related to the show. Uh, and then we <sighs> had Jennifer's dad in town last week. And we have Jennifer's mom and stepfather in town this week. Uh, so it is a party. Uh, yeah. It is a party. Uh, how are things in Florida, Ed? In household. Nope. What's that? What'd you say? Not boring in the Burnell Lane household at all. Not no. in the slightest. The Berlanes <laughs> are on fire, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Friday night I'm going to go to sleep and not wake up until Monday morning. That's my, that's my goal. Completely acceptable. Thank Completely you. Completely acceptable. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Oh. It's, been, it's been pretty stressful. Uh, how are things in Florida, Ed? Um... Uh, the weather's been not my friend in terms of going really low and really high. And so, yeah, I have like a, a throat infection. So I'm sorry if I sound terrible or <laughs> the usual. <laughs> but besides that, I mean, Florida's great. Uh, well, it, uh, well, that's good. What's the weather like? Is it just rainy? No, it's not rainy. It's just like, it's just like really, like, it's like in the 30s. Mm. Like, and then it gets up to the 70s. I'm like, what's God? Or 80, like low 80s. I'm like, oh my God. And yeah. Like, I, don't, I have no idea how to dress. And working outdoors yeah. for 12 hours a day just is not being my friend lately. Wow. Mm. Well, I mean, you sound pretty good. Hopefully you're on the mend and feeling better. Thank you. I'm, I I think I am. I was kind of in comatose for three days, though. <laughs> yeah. Literally. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> Someday I dream of that. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, definitely extend a huge thanks to Giovanka for us. Yes. Uh, for covering in our steed. But we are back tonight to discuss uh, Dynamic Duets, the new episode of Glee, in which we had lots of duets and songs about superheroes. This one was written by Ian Brennan, uh, which we've not seen on an episode from him in a little while. Not too long, but a little while. And as we do with the top of every show. Oh, 
we didn't give the stuff. Uh, if you'd like to find us online, we have a website at gleefulpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh Burnell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Diordano. Jennifer. Joshua. What did you think of the dynamic duets? I thought this was super fun. And it felt like, you know, a really, really great episode from season one. I was so happy with this one. Awesome. That's a, that's high praise. <laughs> I have it in me. <laughs> I, 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 I try to be, you know, honest about my feelings and I will give praise where I see it. But, oh, yeah, I thought this was a fantastic episode. I just mm. I loved all the performances. I liked the exchanges between the kids. I liked that there's, you know, actual you know growth and friendship and you know like other things. And I just I thought it was a lot of fun. And I and I even like how they kind of ended it, sort of like they ended the first, you know, the the first episode of season one. You know, the kids are all in their red t- t-shirts and oh, they have wow, their jeans right. and they're doing this dynamic, you know, you know, bold, powerful. Um, song together and that must have been a throwback to how Shu that was his first number mm-hmm. and now this yeah. is Finn's first number yeah. so you put everybody in red t-shirts that's very clever very good catch thank you yeah Ed what did really you think good. of dynamic I didn't how do you say that I'm like oh my god why didn't I see that <laughs> that's really good Ed what did you think of the episode I thought the episode was like fantastic the it was so it was so dense and yeah like I like I only processed it in little bits. I mean, partially because I was like, like falling asleep, not because of the show, but because of <laughs> me. And, then, and I was just like, hold on, a little bit. Like, like, hold on, all this happened in this episode. Yeah. Put my head around it. I was like, and and I mean, it just goes to show that season four is the new season one. And I know <laughs> there have been non-believers among us. <laughs> And, but there there have been some people who have been championing it from the beginning and yeah. l- less we forget. <laughs> I will I I'm still not on board for season 4 being the new season 1. I know you're going to keep pushing it and I pride you Ed, as my friend. Um but I I still can't get on board with that especially after last week's episode uh Gleese which I kind of thought Gleese was good. I didn't I thought it was- it didn't work at all for me. I didn't even think it was a hot mess. I thought it was a cold mess uh, of sadness. But um, this stuff epi- happened. What? Stuff ha- okay. Okay. I guess. Okay. Before we, because we, you didn't have the opportunity to discuss Gleese. That's yeah, true. The, we didn't. The big question is. The big question is if. Do you feel like there'd be you'd be missing some information? If Gleese didn't happen, is that what you meant? Yeah, if that didn't happen and they just like went from that episode to this episode, do you feel like you would have missed some information? I mean, not really. All Gleese really established was, uh, you know, that everyone who broke up is still broken up, even though they'd still like to be together, which is pretty much what a breakup when you're 16 is. Uh, so that didn't seem wildly groundbreaking. It established that Kate, Kitty is going to continue trying to destroy Marley, which we already kind of knew. I mean, I suppose the only thing that really came out of Gleese was Ryder being this kind of like strange Superman, like, you know, nicest guy in the world slash kind of strange I don't know. It, it just like it, it established writer as the writer we're going to be spending time with. So I think that's for me. That's the only thing that came out of the Glee's episode. Did, I think Glee did a good job of of allowing us to. 
I don't know. I feel like it was for. I mean, I already accepted the new characters, but I feel like the new characters, like they, they came to their own in a way in Glee's. Like, mm-hmm. see, here's the issue, though. I know. I, I finally I saw them truly. Yes. I had a really hard time with Glee's and this episode with the 2.0s, which. I'm sorry. I'm the one who says we shouldn't be calling them that, but I'm totally doing it too. This is, here's the issue. There's a moment at the end, at the end of this episode, at the end when they were doing some nights, right? They're doing some nights on the stage and on the stage you have Artie and Tina standing right next to Kitty and Marley. And you have, you know, everybody's on that stage doing a number. You've got old, you know, Brittany is up there and you've got Jake up there. So they're all on the same stage. But they're two different Glee clubs. I feel like right now the show is kind of three different shows. I feel like we have New York, which is not really related to McKinley. And then at McKinley, we have the old Glee club cast and the new Glee club cast. None of their plots are really crossing. Uh, I mean, honestly, there's more crossover between the New York storylines and like Finn and... Uh, and Blaine at McKinley, then there actually is crossover between Marley, Jake, and, and Kitty, and Ryder, and Artie, Tina, Tina, and Brittany. Like, so when they're all on the stage in that last number, it kind of, it looked very strange to me. Like, I have to keep reminding myself that they're actually all in the same Glee Club, because they seem like totally different, they seem totally unrelated. I, I, I'm actually, I agree with you, Ed. Like, I feel like I'm coming around to the new kids, even though I think they're still too blandly attractive. Um, I, I'm coming around to them as characters, and I think that the writers are trying really hard to make me care about them. And so, in a way, they're succeeding. But I really need to feel like the Glee Club is a co- cohesive whole and not like these two kind of separate factions that aren't well, working you, you apart, like, like, but they're not working together either. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're 2.0s anymore. Like, I never, like, I guess, I, I mean, I, don't, I feel like they're their own people. Oh, totally. But if in the next episode, like it became New Directions and New Directions 2, and they totally split Glee Clubs, like it wouldn't be like when the girls left to make the Trouble Tones. And suddenly, as soon as the girls left to make the Trouble Tones, neither group was all that interesting to me. Like the Trouble Tones were not interesting. And now New Directions wasn't interesting because they needed to be together to form a cohesive whole. If Marley and Jake and Ryder were like, screw you guys, we're going to go form our own Glee Club. I don't think, I think both Glee Clubs would be Artie equally and, interesting. And, Brittany and like, Cord would die on that stage. Oh, alone. I know. I just, I, I need them all to become a family. Like, I need those big family moments. So it feels real. And at this point, it still doesn't feel real to me. But I agree. I do think that the two bonos are coming into their own. And I'm really. You know, I'm I'm happy about that. Like it's about time because we certainly spent a lot of time with them. <laughs> Jennifer, do you have a, an opinion on Gleese? Um, ugh. Okay, so Gleese. Um, <laughs> kind of jumping back and forth. Um, I I liked it. Okay, I was a little confused by their uh, decision to do some of the songs as the original song in a stage production and then to do again identical reproductions of the songs but out of the production so like I didn't understand like where they Mm. had to have that sleepover scene to do exactly like they did in the movie yeah but not in the context of the play but just you know on its own so like (laughs) that and 
But then again, like, I mean, it worked better, I think, for Grease Lightning because they, you know, need an excuse to not be in the uh, in the in the auditorium. And this way they could be in the garage and do that. And I thought it was a little creepy that Joseph, who is, you know, uh, you know, Christian Joseph is singing Grease Lightning and yeah. dancing like that. So that was a little <laughs> confusing, but um, I mean, I Joseph think it's okay. Is, Joseph is like the the Christian character who's so not Christian. Yeah, but I mean, I thought it was okay. It was a light bridge episode between. I think if we had missed it and just jumped right over to the dynamic duets, it would have been fine. Um, although you know, seeing Cassandra go all. Uh, all, all badass on Rachel was pretty fun. <laughs> so one more question. The, the Rachel good. Finn, I don't know. I felt like that discussion was a very good discussion. The the problem with it, though, is I, I watched that scene three times when Rachel and Finn had their conversation and finally just said, like, we shouldn't talk anymore. I, th- I watched that scene three times and I still can't figure out why Finn made that decision. Like, I, I wasn't, I'm still not sure what it was that Finn f- kind of like at the beginning, he's like, Hey, I thought we were going to be friends. Talk to me. Tell me what's bothering you. And then uh, suddenly at the end of the conversation, he's like, We shouldn't talk ever again. Well, because I he didn't knew- get it at all. Really? No, I, yeah, I didn't see the moment hurt. where he changed. He, he, he realized that she now is crying over some other guy and he was hurt and he pulled away and that's it. I mean, that's I, what people do in relationships. Oh, I, I understand. <laughs> like <laughs> Papa's know, seen some crap. Don't I, I know how that works. <laughs> did you expect it to be a more dramatic or obvious? I just I felt it was poorly written. I felt yeah. like they there needed to be a firmer emotional change in him where he because he he totally he makes a one eighty over the course of that conversation. Uh-huh. And I watched the scene three times and I never got a firm like. This is why. Like, what was the moment in that conversation where he went, you know what? I don't ever want to talk to you again. At the beginning, I want to be your friend. And now I don't ever want to talk to you I again. I think it was when he went through the um, litany of different cries that she has and, 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 and realized that, you know, she was no longer going to be emotionally affected by him. And that was it. It was done. I, I do, don't disagree with you. I'm 100% mm-hmm. sure that you're correct. I just didn't think it was written to no. sell that moment. For me. I, and I get that. So, um, but so before we leave Gleese, uh, I have to ask the two of you, uh, in the Battle of Rizzo, Jennifer Lane, oh. in the Battle of Rizzo, was it Santana, Cassandra, or Unique, Jennifer Lane? I give it up to Unique because it was, well, mm. wait, no, he's not Alex. What's his what's Wade Wade? I give it up to Wade in that song. In that song and in that moment, Hmm. without the dress, without the wig, without the makeup, I gave it to Wade. Ed, that one, that one was hard. Ed, Cassandra, Um, Unique, or Santana? I mean, I feel like Santana, but I mean, I thought I I appreciated that as I said in last week's (laughs) episode that like I love when a single song is is a part of. Resolving multiple conflicts or like, go like connecting multiple storylines, and th- and all three of their storylines connected at that moment, and it was so good. Yeah. So, I don't I don't want to decide. <laughs> uh, I will decide. I think Unique destroyed them. 
I thought that Alex's voice and mm-hmm. commitment in that number, like neither of them could compete with his vocal power in that number. I thought he destroyed them. Santana obviously looks more Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Kate Hudson probably is more Rizzo, or Cassandra <laughs> July probably is more Rizzo. But yeah. within the context of that number, I thought that Alex just, it, it was embarrassing Wait. to me. I yeah. thought I thought he embarrassed them both. Oh yeah. In that moment. That that was the one that I just they all made me a little sad. But he he just yeah, he really kind of broke my heart in that. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, uh dynamic duets. Jennifer, Ed, Jennifer you weighed in, Ed you weighed in. I will say dynamic duets probably my favorite episode of the season so far. I thought dynamic duets was on par with early season one, which even when I go back and rewatch it, it's not as good as I remember. And this episode was totally fantastic. I, I like. Yeah. I thought the jokes were on par. I thought that the emotional moments totally worked for me. I like this episode so much that it didn't bother me how goofy it was when writers like I I didn't I needed you to read that because I couldn't read it for myself. And then everyone dun, dun, dun. went. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was like that scene from uh, from Wayne's World where he splashes water in on himself and he goes, it's because I didn't know how to read. It was so goofy. And yet I totally went with it because everything in this episode worked so well for me. And I love how high concept it was with the superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love how that went through the duets and with the song choices and everything. It was just total commitment to the absurdity of the moment. And it yeah. was, this was a glee episode that, you know, when we mm-hmm. watched it, we were watching it, rewatching it tonight while we were having dinner. Jennifer's stepdad was in the room. And I just remember thinking, this is a good episode. Like, yeah. I'm proud <laughs> to share this episode yeah. with, with Dan. And it was, yeah, his there first episodes one. I wouldn't have been so proud to share. <laughs> and this one you could follow along. You, even if you didn't know all of the storylines, you got what they were going for. And you, you got the, you know, the theme and the... You know, just just everything they were going through was really, yeah, pretty solid. For um, and he enjoyed the performances, and, the, and I thought the songs were great this week. Mm-hmm. There wasn't yeah. one oh, that yeah. I was kind of bored with, and they had what, like five? They had five songs on the show this week, yes. and they were all pretty solid. And to go like like off cut REM is kind of hilarious. Like I understand you went with the REM song that had Superman in the hook. Yeah. Like I understand that it, what you did there. But it was kind of hilarious to see you go, wow, this isn't losing my religion or the end of the world as you know it. Or even Man on the Moon. You went with Superman. Kind of hilarious. Let's listen to that song uh, since we're here. And we'll discuss a little bit more of the plot when we come back. But here is uh, Superman. This was performed on the show by Ryder Lynn. I'm not sure how much I like that name. Uh, And Jake Puckerman here on the Gleeful Podcast.
So we had the continuing love triangle in this episode of Jake, Marley, and Ryder. And, uh, you know, we, we had a conversation uh, while we were watching the episode with Dan where uh, he asked, um, when, they, when they revealed the new bad guy of the Warblers, the new bad guy, uh, he said, who's that character? And we both kind of went, we don't really know. Uh, and what I realized is Glee makes its bad guys good guys so quickly that they constantly have to be bringing in new bad guys. So there was a time where I would have described this as being like, you know, Ryder and, and Jake uh, are going to be battling over Marley. And they're, uh, you know, one's the good one and one's the bad one. Then they don't really get along. But by the end of the episode, everybody was good and everybody got along. We'll see how long it lasts. But we did have the continuing love triangle, Jennifer. Yes. How's this working for you? Are, you? are you buying the love triangle? Do you care? I buy the love triangle. I didn't. Um, I, I didn't buy her. Um, when Ryder had to cancel, and and she had, to, you know, she's like, "Well, you know, forget you. <laughs> I'm going after him." I, like to me, that was a little, little too quick because. She clearly seemed like she was, you know, having feelings for him, and they did Glee and all that stuff. But, but I like, I like, I like them. Now that we're getting to know more about them, and they're, you know, they're having more shared experiences and more bonding experiences, and it's definitely going to make it trickier. And actually, I mean, I, yeah, I really, I could see it going someplace. I, I can't say that I'm going to look forward to it or, or miss it if it isn't brought up every episode but you know. <laughs> yeah i mean it, it it doesn't uh it, i don't think it's totally impossible i don't think it's unrealistic and just a waste of our time yeah and i think it kind of needs to be there it's nice yeah. to have i feel like all of the other characters like the the older characters you know Artie and tina right they've kind of been burned like we can't do a young love storyline with them anymore which is the foundation of all teenage television yeah. <laughs> all yeah. teenage entertainment entertainment is about first love and we can't do that plot line anymore with them so it is nice to be able to enjoy that plot line with some new characters ed uh how are you feeling about you know you you are definitely the proponent who says the 2.0s are coming into their own or the new kids let's go with that the new kids are coming into their own. Uh, how do you feel about the love triangle? And who do you think is going to win? Hmm? Did we lose Ed? No. Ed, are you gone? I'm oh, here, Ed. Okay. Uh, well, if Ed comes back, I'll ask him that question. Um, let me text him and see if he's there. We can't hear you. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I again, I, I, it's like, it's cool to have them there. I just wish they weren't so damn pretty. The problem I have is what I love about, if you look at the original yeah. New Directions, mm -hmm. nobody there was conventionally pretty. And so when Rachel said, you know, maybe I should get a nose job, I'm not sure that people will think I'm attractive. Like, even though it was insane, you, there was a certain basis, like you had something to stand on when she was having that conversation. You could yeah. be like, well, yeah, your nose is a little not stereotypical. And, yeah. and we do have Diana Agron standing next to you, who yeah. is aesthetically perfect. 
And so <laughs> the comparison worked. When Marley's like, I don't know, I think I look funny. I'm just like, there's there's no basis for that conversation. Well, but I mean, I think that just goes to show that, I mean, okay, so of course my first reaction is, girl, you're like, your hips are about to rip through your, your pants, not because you're fat, but because you're so skinny and they're so pointy. And, oh, and the Glee episode. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> how can you... You know, like in my mind, I'm, I, I got a little annoyed. I'm like, seriously, how can that person look in the mirror and still see somebody who's fat? But, you know, that's exactly what, you know, body dysmorphic or disorders are about. Huh? People have n- no concept. And it works both ways. Yeah. So they, Yeah, you don't know what you look like. Even if, yeah. even if you are attractive, it doesn't. Yeah, some yeah. people just don't get in it. And, you know, especially the... You know the concern that she has based on her mother's appearance, and and of course, I think, you know, I mean, Kitty's I, feeding into that I, I perfectly. Think, yeah, I be, I, be, I believe when Marley is concerned that Marley right. is concerned. Yeah, like I don't believe, like I don't like, I don't think she's right, obviously, but I believe when Marley's <laughs> concerned, I understand her concern. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, nobody, nobody on the planet would think for half a second that the girl needed to drop half an ounce, and, and I don't know how <laughs> she really thought that she. Gain two two inches inches in a day. day. But (laughs) again, I mean, yeah, that's, again, based on her family history. And you got this other person who's, you know, just, you know, feeding these ideas in your head. And you just have no sense of reality. So, So, yeah, I I get that. I've I've been looking up uh, um, hypnosis techniques. And Kitty is employing a lot of them. Interesting. A, oh, a lot of them, like nice. a lot of them, like, like she. Whenever she says something to Marley, she's like, she says it, and she's, she's like, like people, like, uh, something like hip, like you're eating like a hippo, but I don't believe what they're saying, and that's that is a hypnosis technique to make you believe something to to yeah. like to def- to get through to their defenses, being like. Because if you're like, if Kitty was like, I believe that you're eating like a hippo, well, Marley would be like, well, whatever. But <laughs> Kitty's being like, no, uh, like, I don't believe that. But people are saying that you eat like a hippo. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God, do I really eat like a hippo? Yeah. It, Interesting. It's a, it's a hypnosis technique. <laughs> That's interesting. I mean, there's it, Kitty. No, is... no. Listen, listen to the way she phrases it. Yeah, she's oh, like, totally. I was like, oh my god, this is like hypnosis one hundred and one. Yeah. The, the struggle I'm having with Kitty, and I think that Kitty's a really fun character, and there's really nothing more to discuss other than cat suit. Uh, I think that Kitty. Is there anything to discuss about that? Yeah, I'm pretty much done. Like we can sign off now. <laughs> uh, the the, thing, the my my problem with Kitty is I don't understand why she's being so mean. I know that's stupid to say, but all they have to tell me is like Santana. Santana was like, I'm evil. Like, and that justified yeah. all of Santana's actions. Like, she was so honest about the fact she's like, I'm evil. I'm here to be a bitch. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And we all, like, that became charming. You know, it's like Santana was horrible, evil, mean to everyone around her. Sue is horrible, evil. The things Sue says to Finn, like, are oh. absolutely despicable. Finn makes one comment to Sue. One, he, he like accidentally says something about her kid, and suddenly everyone hates Finn. While for four seasons, Sue has been calling him stupid, ugly, and fat. And he says one thing, and everybody goes, "Oh, Finn, you're a horrible person. I can't believe you." Like it's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> and yet, like 
with Kitty, I'm I keep waiting for like what's Kitty's motivation? <laughs> like, because she she doesn't seem just straight up evil because she's yeah. got this whole God thing going on. So I keep waiting for her to be like, I don't like the Glee Club, or I specifically don't like you, or I don't like to lose, or whatever her yeah. angle is. You know. Well, I mean, she definitely doesn't like to lose because I mean, you saw her reaction when uh, Marley went up and asked Puckerman out, but the the whole when. When she confronted Marley in the ladies' room and said, "Just put on the put on your costume," and I will tell you honestly, and and she totally supported her like a real friend. So, mm-hmm. like that was very confusing. Like, I, I mean, I was waiting for her to, you know, trip her in the glee room or something, you know, <laughs> in the choir room and ma- humiliate her somehow, but she didn't. I to- I was totally like. I was like, "What's your angle, Kitty?" Yeah. But now, but now that I'm on this hypnosis kick. She's yeah. just trying to earn her trust to destroy her from awesome. the inside out. Yeah. How, keep your keep your friends close and your enemies much closer. That's yeah. awesome. Let's uh let's listen to a song and then we'll do some voicemails. Uh, here's a bit of my dark side Kelly Clarkson song, uh, as performed by the Warblers. Return of the Warblers, including all of them. They were all Complain there. Warbler. All the ra- all the recognizable ones. Uh, here's a bit of my dark side on the Gleeful Podcast. A place that I know it's not pretty there, and few have ever gone. And if I show it to you now, will it make you run away? Will you stay? So we have uh, a couple emails from our mainstays. So let's uh, we'll reach back to the Gleese episode because I heard they were very excited about this one. So here's Sarah and Caitlin. A great philosopher once said, "Thou findest much easier to comment on something that thou hatest than something that thou likest." Was that philosopher you? Yeah. So that is beside the point. The point is, this episode was really good, so I don't really know what to say. Sure, there were minor flaws, but this is what I want and expect from a Glee episode. The only really big problem I had was that while the eating disorder plotline wasn't handled as bad as some of the other after-school specialty Glee messages, I'm looking at you, blaming on the alcohol. The resolution was potentially the most damaging. It basically said that all you need is a boy to tell you that you're pretty and special and you'll be cured. I know that they had to solve it by the end of the episode, but I felt like this was one where it shouldn't have been such an easy solution. But that didn't stop Ryder and Marley from being so adorable, and you're the one that I want was so cute and actually pretty heartbreaking when all, you saw the couples out there together and happy. Plus, it featured Chris Colfer's best reaction shot in Glee history with that flashback. But that leaves me to one question. 
What about Sam and Mercedes? Whatever happened to them, and why weren't they out there dancing together? Joe and Quinn? Puck and Quinn? Where's Quinn? Where's Puck? Why didn't he come back if apparently busy Mercedes can? And nothing has ever given me a heebola jeebola quite like Trisandra and Brody dancing. And other things. It was so ooky. <laughs> I mean, Josh has been warning us since day one he's a creeper. But it turns out that he's not the pedophile Cassandra is. So weird. Well, we can't wait to hear your musings on Josh's favorite musical. Bye. <laughs> Wow. <clears throat> you know it it actually <laughs> it actually freaks me out sometimes to realize you guys actually listen to the show. <laughs> when people are like Josh's favorite musical and I'm like, have I really mentioned that before? Wait, mm. I probably said it many, many times. And you guys actually do listen. And at least two more times before they did it on the show. <laughs> uh here we go. Uh we have another one. Uh, from Sarah and Caitlin, this, and we'll move up. These are uh, voicemails about this week's episode, Dynamic Duets, and here is one here. Hey, guys, it's Sarah and Caitlin, and somebody only watched the musical numbers for this episode. My DVR only recorded half, and I figured, why bother? So this will be a Sarah-heavy commentary. I did watch the musical numbers, though. I have lots of comments on those. Uh, some nights. I don't understand why everyone thinks it's the best of the season. I thought it was auto-tuned to death. But I did find it funny how Ryder spent the song flirting with Jake more than with Marley. I ship it. <laughs> you ship everything. Well, I need something to keep me occupied with these 2.0s. Speaking of some nights, though, I completely agree. I see what they were going for with the outfits and the straight line, but it just felt so flat and was so inferior to Fun's version. My favorite song this episode was Dark Side, even if Sebastian's new haircut was beyond distracting the entire time. It was great to have the Warbos back, and I found it interesting how the first time we saw Blaine and the Pips, they were singing Teenage Dream about how perfect and good he was for Kurt. And now after everything that's happened, he's singing Dark Side, which shows the flaws we've come to see in his character. In fact, Blaine was more at home with the Warblers than with New Direction singing some nights. It also really peeved me that they gave Ryder dyslexia and are pegging him as the spokesman for it on the show when Sam has had it ignored since he first announced it when he appeared. Where was he to help Ryder with this? I know he's too busy being the most logical and sound character on the show now, but continuity writers, please? Oh, and those superhero names were kind of terrible. I mean, Artie was a combination of Professor X and Dr. Evil, hence Dr. Y. I just didn't really like the ripoffs. I mean, they were just kind of ripoffs of other better superheroes. It's a cute, but also stupid concept. And of course, Kitty was a ripoff of Catwoman. She was knowing handily. Hey, wasn't she supposed to be on this show? That was season two, Sarah. Everyone wants to be on Glee in season two. Now it's season four. <laughs> but I actually enjoyed most of this. I did like how they joked about funk and the neglect being bad ideas. Right? That doesn't take away the pain of sitting through those episodes the first time, though. Anyway, can't, hear what, can't wait to hear what you guys thought. And may I ask what superhero you three would be? I would be Dr. Disney. Caitlin would be kept, and I didn't watch the episode, but still have so much to complain about. My DVR! <laughs> oh, should I say kept in excuses? Bye. <laughs> wow. I, I, I think I'd be Captain Excuses. I don't know. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Fix It, Josh. Captain Fix It? Hey! Not recently. Um, <laughs> everything is Captain falling down time. in our home. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's it. Captain second time. That's, uh, that's pretty hilarious. I did. I loved the joke about funk and night of neglect. That was pretty oh, yeah. awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, as we always say, Glee is at its most, at its best when it is oh. self-aware. Tina's Agreed. Rizzo moment was one of the favorite oh. moments of the season. Her Rizzo moment was brilliant. And then in this yeah. episode where they brought it back again, yeah. they said, oh, we're going to add Kitty. Well, why did you just add Santana? Because apparently she's better than anyone that actually goes here. Yep. So good. Uh, delightful. Um, and then we, so we had Blaine's kind of crisis mm-hmm. going back to the Warblers. I, I don't really have that much to say about it, but it was kind of fun to have the Warblers back. Though I do think the new Warblers bad guys kind of just... Just come up with an excuse to make Sebastian evil again. Yeah. Like it was it I didn't need this new guy at all. And he looks so much like Sebastian. So when we saw his blurred out face in the 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 video when they stole the trophy, I was like, yeah, oh, it was of course Sebastian. it's Sebastian. Yeah. Who I mean, look at that head, look at the hair, look at the you know everything. So yeah, that was kind of frustrating. I wish they got like at least a unique, different one. But now we're just supposed to accept him as a bad guy because none of Blaine's, you know, friends or former teammates are going to want to be the bad guy. So yeah, it's very strange. But I did. I totally agreed with Sebastian's new hair. It was horribly, horribly distracting hair. Ed, did you notice Sebastian's hair? I thought he looked different. I couldn't figure out why. I was like, why is Sebastian different? I didn't catch that. I'm going to have to look that up. Google it. Like, yeah, I have to rewatch that because I was like, yeah. he looked, I know he looked different, but I didn't know why. Oh, it was hilarious. Let's uh, let's listen to some more. Who's, uh, we'll go out to Georgia. Hi, Justin. Ed. It's Marie. I love this episode. It was like, it's definitely been my favorite this season. I don't know why. It just left me feeling all warm and fuzzy inside because they felt like a group. And I love Ryder because he's so straightforward. That Finn is a better Will Schuster than Will Schuster ever was. And even though Finn has no credential, credentials, I don't want him to come back. I just want Finn to lead now, even though I don't really like him. Whatever. Um, and Kitty is starting to be a smarter bitch. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say something controversial. I would rather not have the New York plotline because it just makes everything more disjointed. And I've realized I have actually enjoyed this episode a lot. There's no Kurt or Rachel. I know they're going to come back. But if next season they just drop them completely, I would be okay. And that's all I got to say. I loved it. I, it made me so warm and fuzzy inside. And it's been a long time since we've really done that. All right. Hope you guys liked it too. Bye. <laughs> You know what the most important part of that message was? Go on. Next season. What? Just just the words next season. <laughs> that was the most uh, important of that because well, there, season four is the new season one. There okay. were two very I, good I, points. I agree about the Schuster thing because Finn is totally a better Schuster. Yeah. Totally. Like, exactly. In our, like, and, and, okay. I know, I know it's not just me, but has Finn started dressing like a shoe this episode? Oh, heck yeah, when he came out in the sweater vest. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, oh, You didn't okay. catch that either? You're like, no. you're like you oh. suddenly become Lee Choir Director and this is how you dressed. Done. But you can you probably tell me every seam in Kitty's outfit, but you didn't notice that he wore a, there a sweater vest. There weren't any. Go there on. You go. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't notice, I didn't notice Finn's outfit, but that is a really good point. I think for some reason, if you'd told me, you know, and it is a hilarious joke that Finn, who is less than six months out of high school, is running the Glee Club. It is hilarious. But 
I really like Finn as the leader of the Glee Club. It was really, I think it's like just a cool turn for that character. And and I I kind of agree that, you know, straight up, Finn is almost a better Schuster than Schuster. I think you guys are totally right about that one. The I mean, other it's hard to be worse, so. <laughs> Uh, and then the other uh, comment in that voicemail I wanted to bring up was, what was the other one? I don't remember. What was the other thing they New said? New York. New York. was New York. My two favorite episodes this season have not included New York. I know it's sacrilegious. I know it's not nice. But I really wish they'd just done a spinoff and made it two shows. It this is how they want to play it. And I don't. I think this is the way you have to play Kurt and Rachel. If Kurt and Rachel were still in Ohio and like bumming around at the breadsticks and hanging out, at we would Lima hate bean. them. Exactly. <laughs> we would hate those characters. But I am so, I am so happy. Like I, I don't miss them as much as I want to miss them, as much as I should miss them. I don't. You know, I I do agree. Although there are times that I do like their stories, but it makes it so much harder to. It, it's getting harder and harder to to even remotely plausibly bring them back. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's just it, it's getting harder and harder to to just not like think. Okay, this is so ridiculous at this point. But I didn't I didn't miss them this week at all. And I feel like to really do like their their lives are so big. The whole the whole joke is like their lives are so big in New York. Not a joke, but and and in order to really do that, they can't keep flying back every two weeks. And you know, they just need to the amount of time it would take to really give them original, unique storylines in New York, I feel like the show doesn't have because it has to split all this time with the old Glee kids and the new Glee kids. Yeah. There's just... Yeah, like they already horrible. have technically a cast of 12 that they kind of need to be concerned about. Yeah. And then everyone else is just like extra. Yeah. I kept thinking watching the Glee's episode, how many people there are, how many characters there are on the show now that, you know, you just, there's just not time enough to get invested in all of them and to give them enough to do that matters. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are. But they are, doing, they are getting better about giving people lines. I feel, <laughs> I feel that. Like, I, I could, yeah. Well, I feel like people are getting lines. Even if they don't have anything in the episode, they have lines. Right. I mean, <laughs> Tina definitely has more lines yeah. this year, even if she doesn't have as many um, actual, you know, new storylines, you know? Yeah. She does get to talk more. Um, so so she's finally got her respect of her forest season. All we wanted was some <laughs> lines. <laughs> it, it is funny that, like, it's almost a running joke at this point that now, even though Tina's talking more, she's only talking about how she doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's become the running joke in Tina. Yeah. Um, talking let's, Tina. Let's see. What else we got? Let's go to... The most terrifying Twilight Zone. Do we, do we know what happened to Unique this episode? Yeah, uh, You know, some people just miss an episode. Do we know what happened to Rory? Like... <laughs> No. <laughs> no, he went back to we know well we could presume he went back to Ireland. <clears throat> presume. Yes. That's true. We can definitely presume. But uh, and then are we supposed to presume that Unique is so torn up about the the thing the Rizzo thing from last week that that he's just well, skipping school for this week? <laughs> well, <laughs> that, and, is it the assumption? Yeah, and the ban in general of dressing like a girl. Like I mean, 
he's not allowed to do that at all anymore in the school, mm, right? That's true. <laughs> they, that 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 was an interesting plot line. That yeah, his parents have requested Is, he no longer dresses like a girl yeah. at school. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's a. I really like that character. I have so come around to Alex as an actor. I know. As an actor and as a performer, I've totally come around to him. I like, I definitely have my doubts before, but I'm sold on him now. Uh, Let's go again. Here's, uh, where are we at? Here's Wisconsin. Hello, this is Stephanie from Wisconsin again. I just left you a message, but I forgot to ask about one thing. I was curious to know if I've missed something because uh, they're like, oh, here's Kitty on the Glee Club because we need another person. And I, I'm pretty sure that I did not see Wade slash Unique anywhere during the episode. And I went back and I watched last the Glee episode, and all it says is that his parents pulled him out of the play. Did they pull him out of the Glee Club too, or did he quit in the episode and I just missed it? But anyways, I was confused about that, so I thought I'd see if you guys had... Mm. Any thoughts on that? So. Yeah, I think, you know, All like right. there was... I look forward to the podcast. Bye. I don't even think Sugar showed up until like the fourth episode. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's just, you know, that I mean, from a production standpoint, they can't afford to pay for everybody for every single episode, especially if they don't have lines. And so they try to strategize and like occasionally someone's just out sick that week, it appears. Well, they then they... <laughs> Then they've written themselves into that cor- corner themselves. You know, if they insist on having 12 yeah. performers and then they insist on doing a, you know, a crossover show between the current high school students and the graduates, then they, you know, <laughs> they've set themselves up for failure if it's going to be a budgetary issue. So True, true. Uh, let's go. Let's see. We got one more. Let's go one more voicemail. Here we go. Hi. Um, my name's Jessica from California, and I just want to say that I'm still, like, having, like, a glee hangover. This was such a good episode, and it didn't <laughs> even have my favorite character, Rachel. Like, all the new people had such good stories, and they all, like, kind of, like, even, just see, think about, like, the last song of Some Nights. Like, they all had good solos. Like, even Tina had a little bit of part. And it was just, like, it was kind of self-aware of itself, glee, but it was just, I know, this is so good, and, you know, like, Glee, like, the duet between Marley and Kitty was amazing, and Kitty has a really amazing voice, like, even if she's supposed to be the new Quinn, like, I just don't see her getting, like, a lot of solos. I don't know, it's just an amazing episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I love I totally the agree. use of Glee Hangover. Can we use that as the name of the episode? Yes, Glee <laughs> Hangover. She, wins. she just well, wins. I was going to go with Cat Suit, but I suppose Glee Hangover no, Glee uh, Hangover is so good, and 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 you know what? I, I, I also the second thing I liked about that message is like everyone got a solo. Dot dot dot. Even Tina. <laughs> uh, like like you have to, you have to you have to literally spell that out. Like everyone got, like like you have an episode where everyone has a solo and Tina doesn't get a solo, and you'd be like, oh, everyone got a solo, but she's like even Tina. <laughs> uh, but let's uh, we have two more songs, so let's go list them one. Before we go, uh, here's a bit of Heroes um, from who was on this one. This was kind of an interesting duet. I, I think this is our first uh, slam slash who? slam duet. Did, did, didn't they do something during the... No. I, I swear they've done something before. I guess that was Sam and Brittany on Celebrity Skin. Uh, yes, that's true. I don't, mm. 
Yeah, I, I did like how their superhero names were Slam and Slain. Or yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, during slain. the... No, oh, Blam, Blam and Slain. Like, yes. Slain, bam. I know, and I didn't catch that before. That was so cute. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, a, it was such a fun episode. Hi, right, here's a bit of Heroes. We can beat them Forever and ever Oh, we can be heroes Just for one day I think that's pretty much it. Everything I have for the episode, Jennifer. It's funny. I heard this song on the right on the the radio home tonight. On the ride home on the radio, <laughs> but the original, oh, actually okay. a, a nice live version. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's very fun. Uh, no, I really don't have much else. All right, I, think Ed, I said any- my piece about it, and <laughs> glad you know most people enjoyed it as well. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I I definitely enjoyed this one. Ed, anything else? Anything we forgot? Um, nothing really. I just, I just hope, I hope this means that there, that, that there's season five is viable. I hope like this, like this quality, like I feel like all seven episodes have like nothing, none of them have been like, oh my God, that was a waste of an episode. So that, that, so we're, we're going good. We're going good. So I, I hope it doesn't get to that point. So as long as they keep going, go Glee. Glee kids, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's definitely the the season is progressing nicely. It it hasn't had as many. It, it hasn't, had, you know, it's had a couple little stumbles, but not near as bad as you know. Like I don't what think we've experienced I, honestly. In the past. Like I'm looking at all seven episodes, and like no, all seven episodes were at least good. Mm-hmm. At least, at least good. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I have to it, it, at some point. I'll go back and I'll watch the first seven and I'll, I'll weigh in on that. I, we've been so busy. I could not tell you what happened in like episode three. I know. <laughs> so My brain is so fried. Up. I've got to look up everything now. We got one more uh, voicemail that just came in and uh, let's take oh, a look. It just came in this hot wow. off the presses. Hot off the presses. Here we go. Did, you didn't screen it? Oh. Hey guys, listener Sammy here. So I've heard a lot of negativity about this week's episode, but here's the thing. Sure, you could sit around and nitpick it until you tear it apart, but if you just take this episode at face value, it's hysterical, easily in my top five. You gotta love all these meta jokes they keep piling on, and Sassy Tina is really making me a fan of Tina again, aka really making me angry that she keeps getting shoved aside, and I blame you guys for this. I never used to notice, I really love the friendship between Blaine and Sam, or Blam! With Sam being so goofy and Blaine so straight-laced, it's really fun to watch them interact, and it's nice that Sam stepped up for Blaine. So I do admit, it was pretty awesome seeing Blaine with the Warplers one more time. 
Lastly, I have been obsessed with Some Nights for about a year now and have been waiting for about a year now to see it on Glee. But here's the thing. They do a song like Some Nights just for fun in the auditorium, and then they're going to do Gangnam Style for sectionals. I think somebody switched the script accidentally. Anyway, can't wait to hear what you guys thought. <laughs> it's the number one single in the country. Uh, Gingham Style world. is the number one most viewed YouTube video of all time. Yeah, it's it's massive. Currently, it, and that's just the original. Can you imagine like all of the other you know parody ones? Or yeah, call me. Maybe they get eight hundred thirty-seven million views. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's insane. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, we're, we'll, we'll go out with some nights. Um, if you'd like to weigh in on anything that we said tonight, you can do so by emailing us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com. You can find the website, which is at gleefulpodcast.com. On Twitter at gleefulpodcast, I'm at Josh Rennell. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Gleeful Podcast, and you can talk to the other listeners there. Ed, do you have any iTunes reviewers you'd like to thank? Yes, Mladen Tazovac. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and, of course, I, of course, I like I, their, their, their review was great explanation point. I love you guys. <laughs> you rock. I want to hear you more often. Smiley face. Thank you very much. Uh, big thanks to uh, everybody who's in the chat room at the moment. Uh, let's see. We have Sammy and Jen Shu and Sapien and Luna Bell and Sarah and Defy Gravity and Joey's Baby. And uh, I always feel like this is the end of Romper Room. Uh, and Leo and Jonathan. And uh, I had one more thing that I wanted to do before we go. Um... Oh, I wanted to thank, uh, I wanted to send big thanks out to Jared and to Tanya, uh, who bought t-shirts literally on Black Friday. So I know, I saw those emails, I was like, what, I, like, I saw one, and then I saw one later, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> on Black Friday. Do we have a They sale? bought t-shirts. So how cool is that? That's awesome. Uh, we should have. I didn't even think about it. Never dawned on me. We haven't sold the t-shirt in so long. Um, so yes, thank you for joining us. We will be back uh, next week, I guess, to discuss sectionals, and we'll see what they perform for sectionals, and we'll see if they win. I think they will. Uh, wow! Wait, uh, wait, sectional? Okay, yeah. I think we're I think we're safe to say they're going to win sectionals. Oh, we have uh, to at least get through that, right? Exactly. Yeah, you got to do something for the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed. I'm Josh. I'm Jen. Um, there's no noise quite as satisfying as a teaspoon against a coffee cup. I have the what? As a teaspoon against a coffee cup. Oh. I don't know. Mm. That wasn't very funny. Trying a new I, one? Nice sight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, on that note, good night, everyone. <laughs>